we have a lot of you know admirers for us we're both admirers for each other and, yeah. and i just feel maybe in a past life we we've We've walked the street or two together. Yo, for real. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. I see myself that in another life I was in that shirt. Get it, baby. Welcome to the Not Just Bagels podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Spellman. I'm here with my co-host and father, Scott Spellman. And today's guest is really special. Pitmaster, bringing the Dominican flavor to New York. I always felt like our flavors meshed well with barbecue. You know, like it was it was a perfect marriage. From Bark Barbecue, Ruben Santana. How are you doing, brother? What's going on, guys? Talk to me, man. Uh, Thanks for having we're, me, man. We're, we're blessed with you to be in our building. Our <laughs> bellies are we're full. Devoured. We got a little bit of that bark flavor. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Uber Eats. Whether you're in love with our delicious bagel or you're in need of your favorite irresistible treat, Uber Eats will help you satisfy that craving. And today they're offering new users $25 off any order. Just enter code NOTJUSTBAGELS. Now that's a good deal. You know, I think I'm gonna order in tonight. What what uh, made you get into this uh, pit master game? Well, I think like a lot of people right now, um, I was pandemic born. At the time, I had my own HVAC company. This was around the time that they halted like all construction, all new construction and everything in New York. So we like there was a time everybody was home. There was like you couldn't go out and work. I was just in the house, always like barbecuing, and you know I ran into like a, a Texas video on YouTube, saw it, fell in love with it, and just started ex- experimenting in the backyard and. You know, it was just something that I felt like it was just a challenge, just like a weird thing. Sometimes when something just clicks with you, it just stays with you, man. You just, you just hack at it, just to be better. Yeah, food is definitely a way to show love. 100%. I always feel like, yeah. You know, if you cook for somebody, you're taking that time out of your day to really make that food and mm-hmm. and put your love into it. And and when they taste the flavors and and they're happy, it makes you happy. Yeah. But it also could be disappointing and to the customer how disappointing can barbecue be (laughs) oh my god i mean we have a bad rap of bad barbecue in new york so yeah (laughs) it's already an uphill battle from the beginning um and it's not that nobody's trying their best but you know we have our own you know difficulties our own obstacles up here we're a city we're a huge city so there's just certain things you can't emulate from texas up here that's it's country down there man so Anything goes when it comes to barbecue. Well, maybe not everything, but, you know, so. Well, it ain't that easy putting, like, a pit, you know, in the back of your store. It's not easy putting putting a pit in front of your house in the middle of the street in Queens. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And through the winter, too, the winter months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, um, a little bit of insanity um, had to be going in my head when I was doing it because when I ordered that 500-gallon smoker for the first time, I absolutely had no plan what I was doing with it. I was just going to park it in front of the house and just start smoking. And that was it. And that's how it was. When I first got it, it was in November. Had no idea if I was going to have any type of demand. And this November when? November? November of uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. It's one of those things when you get bit by the bug and you just start like uh, getting ahead of yourself and getting stuff like without even knowing like what the outcome is going to be. But... Uh, 
I don't know, man. It was just something that I just knew I was going to, like, make sure, you know, I went through the process of getting better and actually providing a good product, you know. So um, that's what that's what made me very, very confident. Because when I cooked my first brisket, it was on a $100 smoker from Home Depot. And it was horrendous. <laughs> we <laughs> did not go as planned. It did not go as planned at all. I mean... I didn't have the patience for it at the beginning, you know? Yeah. And then, the P you know, word, the magic yeah, P yeah, word. Yeah, no patience. I didn't know the patience. Well, let me take that back. I didn't know the patience that it took to cook yeah. it, you know? And then when you have the family waiting on it, you know, is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? <laughs> <laughs> Are we there yet, Dad? You no, know? and it was like, you know, it was horrible. It was hard. It wasn't like moist. Fat wasn't rendered down. We bought McDonald's fries, sit down, and, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> wow. So besides that horrendous experience yeah. for the first time, were you always good at cooking? Did you always have a passion well, for cooking? Not that I didn't have a passion, but I grew up in a predominantly woman household. So grandmother, sister, aunts, cousins, all females, all thrown down in the kitchen. Right. Um, on cooking the holidays, rice. always cooking rice, yeah. always cooking bernie, always cooking, you know, everything that needed to be cooked, like... I probably would have had to fight them to get into the kitchen to cook, but I, I would have to say I picked it up probably a little bit later on in my life. The one thing about barbecue that it, it provides a platform for anybody who's ever thought like, hey, I want to cook or I want to, I just don't know what exactly, what type of food I want to cook exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just, barbecue is just so powerful, man. You'll have some of the best chefs that'll come and try your stuff out and they're like in shock and in, in awe. For I was today. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue is a big comfort food, you know. It makes you it's feel huge, good, man. It's yeah. happy. That's southern comfort. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, but look, I, I like a thicker cut, a brisket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of places will thin slice it, mm -hmm. and then it's gotta be soft. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, when you're comparing your brisket, I, I can. Put it close to my bagel, nah, you know, where nah, that crisp outside and that soft inside. Soft it's inside. so there. We got to get Pops like to do a voiceover on a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Bark barbecue, crispy you know, on the outside, <laughs> soft on, on the, the inside, inside different flavors with every bite. <laughs> no, it, it was true, though. Every bite you took of that, that brisket, you could taste different yeah. flavors and different different yeah. feelings because flavor is an emotion uh, to me yeah you know oh 100 oh nice yes definitely your first brisket was november of 2020 so yeah that's first what successful brisket was july 4th of 2020 wow so this is before i got the big smoker so i had the small smoker did that horrendous brisket never did brisket again i focused on fire management on how to control my temperature with the wood you know, uh, the sizes of my split, combustion of the wood, what type of wood I was getting, wood moisture and everything like that. And I built up the confidence and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do my second brisket. And I haven't cooked it yet, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite people over for July 4th. This is pandemic, like nobody's supposed to be like within <laughs> 10 feet of each other. And I'm like, yo, people wanna come out. I'm gonna invite we people to the yard. We, we different. Yeah, I'm gonna invite people to the yard, come through and people came. It was like 30 people who came. So I smoked all the meats. And we did the brisket, and man, when I did that first slice in there, that went through like butter. I was like, yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> hey, you got to show out because if you serve bad food on July 4th, oh my. they Ooh, all going to yeah. remember that. Yeah, That's bro. for sure. But I was so, like, remember I said about patience. So I planned everything out 
properly the way you know trim at, at a certain time start to cook at a certain time have a certain amount of hours to, to, to make sure everything was ready before everybody came so um and after that man it was just a wrap i was just i was just ready I, just, I started selling food out the backyard with that little hundred dollar smoker every saturday you know after work on fridays go prep all my meat trim everything do that brisket cook overnight all the way till saturday and then receive everybody to do service on saturday finish sell out everything and i'm talking about like one brisket and like three racks of ribs and a pork butt you know what i'm saying but <laughs> nonetheless i approached it as if you know i'm doing the volume i am now and even with the volume i do now i'm as tedious as if it was one brisket right. that's you know? the most important thing yeah, yeah. the little things matter throughout the whole process of when you're making food yeah, that's a lot of the th things people miss today you're outside in in the backyard cooking brisket where are you learning from youtube baby <laughs> <laughs> it great was, tool yeah and what, what were some of the guys that inspired you or looked um in my early days definitely um franklin um that's what bit me with the bug it was franklin yeah. barbecue out there in austin gonna go see that place oh my god that franklin. One, that's one of the spots i want to yeah leroy and lewis out there in austin um i'm really cool with evan now from over there and brad terry blacks like I, I just saw a lot of their work and that's what really inspired me and then you know with time i got to know some pit masters um i'm really cool now with matt horn from horn barbecue out there in the bay area um don from koi barbecue so just a lot of people but after a while like i wanted to just do my own style you know like i didn't want to be too i don't know like too chained to like doing a certain style and like not think outside the box because i was doing something that's just not done around here so i'm cooking in the middle of the street you know because eventually i started cooking in the street because the neighbors were complaining so <laughs> in the backyard yeah, they were complaining backyard, yeah so i had to stop cooking in the backyard and um i stopped cooking for like a month we did a pop-up out there and uh me and my boy uh barstool jody over there in um philly um at saloon um and we was like when i came back i was like i, I gotta cook again i gotta do something <laughs> Had you got itch. the itch yeah, <laughs> yeah i gotta do something bro and then i was like the dog was about to yeah. bark and i was like you know what you know what you know what i'm gonna do fuck it it's still the wild west out here i'm gonna set up a tent in howard beach near go. the conduit <laughs> And I'm just gonna start selling out of that. There you go. And I had the smoker going. People were honking the horn, like, "Hey, what you doing?" And I'm gonna start selling. So, what was your first big purchase in order to get to that step of selling? Uh, on the that was a 500 gallon smoker. How and much does that go for? Oh, bro, depends. Of, I mean, if you get all the bells and whistles, but I just needed a, a plain Jane. I just need something to put some meat on and smoke it. So, I just got it on a trailer to be able to, you know, make it mobile. Um, so they run around like 11, 12, depending who you get. They can go from 11 all the way up to 17,000. Wow. I mean, right now, with the, where, where barbecue is right now and popularity, oh, definitely like an easy 16, 17,000 yeah. for a 500. Easy. Yeah. And, and with the 500-gallon smoker, how much volume can you make out of that? If you want to do a comparison, when I wanted to max out the $100, uh, the $100 smoker, it was like two briskets I can fit in there max without putting it too close to the fire once i got the 500 gallon it went up to like 16. oh nice that's huge yeah that's a game changer that's a game changer so right? where in where in howard beach are you now what block we were on right next to the conduit 
where the conduit and um, the baseball and cross field. Ba- the baseball field, cross Bay Boulevard and the conduit, yep. kind of cross. So yeah, so really like Ozone Park. Ozone yeah, Park, yeah, Howard yeah. Beach. Exactly. That's still Ozone Park technically, yeah, yeah, technically. but it's right off of Cross I, Bay. I grew up in Howard Beach. Oh, did you? I went to John Adams High School, bro. Ah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. This is why we connect, man. This is why we connect. Yeah. But yeah, so we, yeah, that is technically still Ozone Park. It definitely is. But a few blocks down, that's it. You're in Howard Beach. Yeah, but they they had the grass field back when I went. You know? Yeah, that thing is uh, not yeah. the AstroTurf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're saying, the wild, wild west. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you had the mental capacity to be like you know what i'm gonna do my own thing right now right you were gonna get away with a lot of shit during the pandemic yeah not saying that i was getting away with a lot of shit but i was getting away with some shit yeah so you know you you just had to but that's what it it. takes that's what it takes yeah and sometimes it's timing for some people and that type of timing that i had is not gonna happen again right yeah you know so like people ask me all the time like you know, how did you get where you're at or how you do this barbecue stuff? Bro, it's just, it's an outlier the way I was able to do it. Yeah. It was during pandemic. I, I can't really and give you a People wanted to eat, too. <laughs> so people wanted to eat. They wanted to get out, yeah, try new things. Yeah, they wanted to get out, try new things. And, and that's the thing. It's funny because a lot of people talk about how, uh, you know, people were scared to go out and stuff like that. But in reality, people were willing to give Looking a stranger yeah. a chance. Yes. Because if people were willing to buy stuff out my backyard and off of the street, that goes to say, like, the other side of the coin of how people's mentality was at that but time. But that goes a lot to say for what you were serving because <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. there, they weren't coming. This Keeping was, yourself ready for opportunity. Yeah. That's really well, what I always say it, man. You know, you take yourself as serious as you want people to take you, right? Yeah. So even though it was just one day, even though it was just a couple briskets out the backyard... You know, I had that garage, like, set up like an ill pantry, man. I had my warmer. I had some low boys, you know. I had everything, you know, to... to and that foundation yeah, that gave helps you the start you. Yeah, to it, get to where you are now. It's a smooth transition, you know. To me, it's way easier now because people don't understand what the hell I was going through before. So, I was like, you know. <laughs> now, today, my boys right? got some toys. Yeah, <laughs> I got some toys, baby. Now, I got that warmer. I'm sticking that brisket in there 18 hours before it's served, baby. I'm sleeping. Yeah, I'm Finally. sleeping. Yeah, man. And it's now, you, you also have family too it's not like you're a single guy out oh, there too no, right yeah man no i have family that helps me that can't be taken away from who 100%, you are man. uh I, I i i saw a video of you at the blue smoke mm-hmm. and just the way you yeah. embrace your child yeah man i love was, my kids man was the, love them you know just everything yeah there's opportunities here that are happening and that i'm able to provide that just wasn't in my lineage you know like i come from like a rough path you know a rough past um so you know even for my kids um you know a lot of people say that you know i want to make sure that they don't have to go what i went through but at the end of the day like you have to go through that rough shit to come out of that and be able to you know forge a type of mentality that you want to make it you know what i'm saying so at no point do I say that I don't want my kids to go through anything. I want them to go whatever they have to go through, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want them to know that, you know, you can be successful no matter what your circumstances is, you know, no matter what your past is. You can make it happen. It's never too late, you know. 
And that's basically, you know, how I look at it and how I always try to teach them. They're always, you know, when I can have them over there at the restaurant, I try to have them. My daughter sometimes is always checking people out and stuff like that. She's so good. She has great customer service. Learning, growing. Learning, growing. From the hardships, you come out stronger. A hundred percent, man. From the hardships, you come stronger, man. It forges your mentality, man. That's how successful people are built, bro. They're not built from, from easy situations at all. Where do you go next? Oh, all right. So to, uh, your learning experience. So where I do had you go? a buddy. Well, I have a buddy. I feel like he passed away. I have a buddy. Um, <laughs> he owns a Philly cheesesteak spot uh, down there in Brooklyn. Um, Federoff's Philly cheesesteaks. And he used to work at a, uh, what's the organic supermarket called again? Trader Joe's. There Trader Joe's. And he wanted to open up his own spot. So he opened up a spot. He started at Smorgasburg. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to do smorgasbord. You know, that would be a great start for me, you know, something steady and stuff like that. So I spoke to him, he convinced me. I contacted them. They're one of the biggest food festivals in the world because they have different locations. They're in Toronto, they're in LA, they're in Miami. Um, and then of course they're out here in New York with three different locations, World Trade Center, Prospect Park, and Williamsburg. Um, and, you know, they pride themselves of having like the best vendors out there. Um, but like I said, a lot of their best vendors or a lot of vendors they had just depended on Smorgasburg. And then with Smorgasburg not happening in 2020, some people went out of business. So like I said, timing. So the timing in which I applied, they were really open and accepting new vendors. Uh, now you were able to go more than one day. No, yeah. Well, basically, we were there Saturdays and Sundays. So it was still a weekend thing, Saturdays and Sundays. But it was so good that I stopped the uh, the HVAC business, I let go of my por- my portion. I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna make this happen, I'm gonna go 100. percent What's the experience like going in there for the first time, and being able to cook? I mean, bro, uh, it was so it was a great. I didn't know what to expect to be honest with you in terms of what volume we were gonna do, what we needed, but that's when I got a slap in the face. Like, yeah, you see the, that one brisket or those, it's just not going, it's not going to cut it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is when I had to do like two cooks straight. Um, I had to cook from Thursday to Friday. Um, and then even cook while at Smorgasburg, I had to cook ribs and stuff like that for Sunday. So I used to have to take my smoker on site to cook. So customers will come and they see the smoker right there fired up and they were you know like oh crazy so it was a good experience but it was a hard experience man because i'll be completely transparent we were making our sides from the house so we're doing all our sides of the house little little oven making like five pans of cornbread a whole bunch of like maduros frying them and on the fryer so you know it had its challenges but we made it work And how many hours are you putting in to serve on Saturday and Sunday? Oh, my God. If we're going to count the brisket cooks. And then at that time. Count everything. Oh, my God. At that time, I would have to say being where my knowledge was on cooking barbecue, it took me like 15 to 16 hours to do a brisket cook. You know, now it takes me like 11. And you're doing two. So now I'm doing two. And then on top of that, I have to do, you know, I have to cook while I'm there serving. A lot of sleepless nights because oh. you're worried about that brisket oh. too through the night, no? Oh, worried about it like a newborn baby. baby. Well, like, what bro. if it rained? Yeah, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm putting up a little canopy. canopy and yeah. That's it. Gotta I gotta make yeah. it work. I gotta make it work. It can't stop. This is the life I chose. Yeah. <laughs> and you love it. And I love it. I wouldn't, you know, to be honest, I cook better in the rain. 
<laughs> when I first got the 500 gallon smoker, this is this was my luck. The first three cooks, it was pouring rain. Wow. But you know, like when you're like a a little kid that gets the new toy, you don't care what yeah, the what on. it's like. You know, you're just there with a big old smile, cooking and stuff like that, and it's just pouring. And up you there. got your boys putting up yeah. stuff. In the rain, you gotta have robes. that dog in you. You gotta have, it. bro. You you have, bro. You gotta have a little bit. You gotta be a little bit of a psychopath. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. You got a lot of this shit that we do in barbecue. Not just me. Some of this shit makes the no industry. sense. Makes no fucking sense. It's a crazy industry. It's a crazy industry, and then the people don't understand. Like, my my brisket should cost more than that steak. Right. A hundred percent should cost more than that steak. You know, but you know it is what it is. You know, barbecue was always known as a very you know, uh, a low income food, you know, for people who didn't have as much money or a very affordable food. Right. So, but now with the way it's changed and the Just type the of quality of, of meats. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, yeah, but the, the, like I only use prime briskets, right. you know, I use prime briskets and that ain't cheap. Yeah. We're a big fan of yours. I know you're a big fan of us here at Utopia. Can you tell us your top three bagel flavors? Ooh, top three everything bagel. You guys do a blueberry bagel, I think it is. Mm. Yo, that thing is so it's good. One you could smell through the camera. Yo, I'm not too exotic <laughs> with the bagels. It'll be an everything bagel, that blueberry bagel, and a plain bagel. That's it. Yeah. Or maybe a raisin bagel. Are you guys going to give me a bunch of? Oh, yeah. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. To be honest, and this ain't like uh, gaslighting or anything, but your, like, your bagels, I'm a fan. Like I love your bagels and your cream cheese. Yeah, yeah I'm a big fan. I make love, I everything love your in house. Yeah, everything in house. You can just taste it though. It's really good. I love it. Are you starting to put your own twist on the barbecue you make? Um, in Smorgasburg, my first season, I would have to say, yeah. You know, we had the the platano maduros. So we had our torta, the Mexican torta. Um, I didn't bring you guys some. Sorry. <laughs> all right, we'll have to take a trip. I, I want some of the mofongo from the inside. House, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah no, nah, so to be honest, that's a great question because I don't think at that time I had my identity yet or what actually was going to separate me. You were still trying to figure out who Ruben was as a pit master. As a pit master, bro. Not anybody could do barbecue, but there's a lot of people out there that do the same style barbecue, yes. just stick to the basics, and they don't have that, that will or that... that confidence to go out on a little bit of a limb and with your brand you do an amazing job of that well yeah i mean like i told you you gotta be a little bit of a psychopath so it's like <laughs> so it's like you gotta think outside of the box man and i would have to say like you know everything has been coming together like the last year or so like we have the chicharron now which is a smoked pork belly and you know that came out of me not knowing you know i did pork belly burn ends which is really a barbecue item that's really popular. Classic. And yeah. it's really good, you know? But I was like, bro, like, this pork belly for us is chicharron. What the hell am I doing here? Like, you know what right. I'm saying? And like, how important was, was that to you to bring the Dominican flavor? It was very important to me because I felt like, I always felt like our flavors meshed well with barbecue. You know, like, it was, it was a perfect marriage. And I was like, you know, I didn't, and I felt it didn't have to be forced neither. You yeah. know, like it was just something that was going to flow so good, you know. Yeah, all of the, like back in the La Caridades, the chicken, mm. the, that, that mm. flavor, the rice, everything yeah, behind man. it was, those were the flavors. Yeah, and, you know? and to me, it's all about Uptown that. Uptown Manhattan, that's, 
That's yeah, where you went, Nate. That's what you know? it's all about. And I, I taste that in your in your your style. One hundred percent. It's there. It's yeah, that 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 was basically the goal. Was just trying to, you know, m- put those two things together where they were gonna work cohesively. You know, not just try to jam them together just to be like, oh, I'm just adding this Dominican. Uh, flavor to this. But you wanted it to make sense. It had to make sense. a lot of people force it. A lot of people force it. You don't want it to force it. You wanted it to smooth. I don't want to force it. Because I also remember I wanted to introduce my culture or my demographic to barbecue. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, a lot of a lot of them they they, they don't know about no you know? idea what the hell a brisket is. So and I'm keeping it real, but you know what brings them in that chicharrón, that arroz con gris, that maduro, that torta, and it's like once that brisket's on the block, oh, okay, so what is that? <laughs> oh, here, here's a piece. <gasps> wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Life changing. I went by my own experience. I don't know if you ever went to like uh, any type of restaurant and you're like gnawing on the chicharrón and you just feel like it's too fatty so you don't yeah. eat the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want it to be like something that you were just going to stick in your mouth you're going to eat the whole it's thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So That's what I did when you brought it. <laughs> yeah, there you go, baby. Twice. There you go. So then then that's that's what I was aiming for. So I did the, the skinless, but then after a while, I was like, all right, let me try this skin on. Boom. And that was a hit. And I was like, I want some more meat on this. So then we got the pork belly with the spare rib on it still attached. Right. And then we have, we trim out the rib, the, the rib bones, and leave that rib meat on it on the slab of the belly so now we have a good amount of meat on there with to go with that fat right which is fantastic because smoke really can't penetrate fat like that you know and it, the crunchiness on the outside and then you too. got that crun- oh bro it's a flavor bomb baby yeah <laughs> flavor <laughs> bomb that's actually uh, that's a perfect word for it because you bite into that and oh, the flavor man. just Boom. explodes yeah. and that's what it's all about to yeah. me food that's what's all about it's on the front end and on the back end yeah i've grown an appreciation of you know about quality you know what i'm saying because before be like ah oh, that shit's just too expensive for no damn reason or whatever but no there's levels to this shit yep. bro you know and if you're somebody who appreciates wine like you said or appreciates meats you're gonna know you're gonna know when something is good or you're gonna know when something's mediocre you, you're gonna and not know. worth the money if it's your first time trying it you know what you're about to have the best right so that bar is gonna be so high good luck to anybody who comes after you know, so, <laughs> so that's how I look at it. You feel me? And yeah. and that's what we're doing out here. So do you take any trips anywhere to learn from other areas? No, bro, I just never had any damn time. I had to work because remember, now I'm full time. Smorgasburg ended. I still need some income, right? So <laughs> bills got to get paid. So I got to do pop ups. So I just did pop ups around the city um, at breweries and stuff um, during the winter. And then Smorgasburg started up again. But I already had like a different mindset. Like when Smorgasburg started again this year, it was, all right, I got to set up for the winter. So I'm already trying to set up for the winter in April. And that's when the whole thing with Time Out came about. Time Out Market. What's the address? That's uh, 55 Water Street, Brooklyn. And what time do you get in there? So we open at 11 a.m. and we close around 8 p.m. And the reason why I say around because we are a sold out business. So we might sell out before that. So that's always please, a good problem to have. Yes, please. Uh, please record. come early. Yeah, have a mental recording in your head that we might sell out. <laughs> please. Please. And how much better is it to be inside in oh, an bro, establishment? It's a different experience. Like, I mean, come on. You don't on, have to bring uh, the smoker with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not only for me, I wasn't just thinking for me, I was thinking about the customer, you know? Right. Like, you know, the weekends have been insane. And, you know, we get parties of 11 calling, hey, can I reserve a table? 
Like, and I, you know, we're in a market and they're acting like we're a standalone restaurant. Can we just serve a table for 11 for a birthday? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you just gotta come and just grab a table. <laughs> I, can't I can't reserve, I can't reserve. I'm gonna have to get a whole staff just to get tables for people, to hold tables for people. But no, it's a different experience. It's a better experience for the customer and it's, you know, they can grab their tray full of meat, just sit down and stuff their face, which is fantastic, you know. Talk about some of the sides that, that, that have come about with you. Yeah, so. You know, barbecue's just not about the meat. You no, know, if it's you don't, not, man. If you don't have those supersonic sides, you know. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do something different from the norm of what, you know, barbecue was. But like I said, not forced. Had to really go mesh well. Um, so that's why we did the arroz con gris, um, which is tremendous rice you just have oh. it. you know what i'm saying and then the maduros i felt like it was something like i'm like yo this goes perfect with yeah. the maduros bro like and it's just like it's it's not anything like not crazy known. different like you know what yeah, i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. but you're just, just adding, adding it to the barbecue spot yeah, right. Right. just yep. adding that simple ingredient simple, this yeah. simple like, i'd rather eat that than french fries any right, day of the week right, you brother. go you feel me so it's like it just sometimes it's the simple things, man, and just knowing where to place things or when when to add something or what to add. So the maduros, uh, the Dominican torta, you know, that's a torta that's made like with condensed milk, evaporated milk, and some vanilla extract. So it's like a it's a cornbread mix, but it has like a little bit of a sweet um, taste. It's it's really really good, very popular with us. Our mac and cheese, and the reason why I'm saying our mac and cheese, because you're probably like mac and cheese. Everybody has mac and cheese, right? But our mac and cheese, I would have to say, seasoned, seasoned like our rice. <laughs> our mac and cheese has, man, it has adobo, it has anchote, it has oregano, it has everything. It's like one of the most well-seasoned mac and cheeses out there on the market right now. And it's it's really, really good. So, I, Because me personally, I didn't like a mac and cheese that just tasted like cheese. Right. Like I need, like we were talking about, we need... You want to have the imprint. When you take that bite, you're like, that's mac and cheese. That's a flavor, baby. You got to have that. I got to stand up to those women in the kitchen, right? (laughs) (laughs) In Time Out, what's the the most popular dishes? One thing that's been popular is our chicharron sandwich. So we'll take um, some chicharron, we'll chop it up for you. And if you want to mix a little bit of brisket in there, we'll mix a little bit of brisket. Um, And we'll use our our mustard sauce. We make all our barbecue sauces in house. So we have two barbecue sauces a a mustard based sauce and our regular bark sauce. That one we use like Dominican molasses that's imported and some apple butter to give it like a different type of uh, sweet than just sugar and stuff. So we don't use any sugar in it. That's like basically where the sugar comes from, the sweetness. Um, yeah, malt, malt, well, that's what we use yeah. in our bagel. It's yeah. a big, yeah, it's big a whole thing different, about yeah. it, you know? But yeah, so those are like the, the chicharron and brisket, we can't make enough of it. And our ribs. And yeah. I love those ribs. You like those ribs, right? <laughs> yeah, the char on the outside and yeah. then the soft on the yeah. inside, and, the and they, they're they're fat. I eat yeah. a lot of ribs, and they yeah. just don't have the meat on them. It's just mostly yeah, bone. And you know, like yours, both sides, they had meat on both yeah, sides. Yeah, like that. I go. tell you that you know, like granted, you take a bite of a rib and the whole meat comes off. Sometimes it's it's delicious, but. You want to bite that bone, yeah. you know. Yeah. You want to be that dog yeah, getting that man. bone. It, it, get that dog. That's, a, get that that's dog. what I, I was got impressed on your ribs because that's <laughs> you know 
that also <laughs> it's got to come from the patience you have with that mean yeah. too it's, it's got to come from that uh, yeah. that those ribs you just ate is probably like the 10th rib iteration i've had already i have experimented with the just ribs perfecting so many times and i feel like i'm comfortable right now where we're at it has like the best balance out of everything because like i said i started off looking at youtube videos so then what can happen when you do stuff like that you, you almost get like institutionalized like it's this way it's this way it's this way don't use any salt in your rub because everything else contains sodium and salt and stuff but i was like man i'm dominican <laughs> i gotta use some damn salt in my food man like i can't use no salt i gotta i'm hispanic man I gotta, I gotta use some damn salt up in here so you know we know how to dance yeah, we can get it out of this some salt baby so so we use yeah so we use a lot of salt but it's not salty is it salty no 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 exactly it's my perfect. point yeah it's perfect it's good so, flavor yeah it's great flavor and i'm more of like a a, a salty savory type of person yeah. i feel like people crave that type of they have a palate for that more frequently than something sweet yeah if you get what i'm trying to say like yeah. you'll eat salty foods all week you know yeah. during the week then you would eat something like very sweet so what kind of staff do you have? What's the team like? Oh, man. The team, How does it feel growing with them? I mean, the team has been with me since day one. <laughs> it's yeah. the family. So it's like, you know, I got cousins. I got aunts, you know, and sister. I got everybody working in there. So it's like it's it's a great thing, man, to be able to, to have people understand what it is that you're trying to do. Right. You know, because sometimes people don't understand the vision and it's all right. You know, yeah. it, it, almost like like believe it or not, the name of your your, your place. You talk about bark, mm-hmm. and people may think it's like, roof, roof. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it's truly Dude, like that bark again. Roof, roof, hey, roof. That's <laughs> bark. My email is spelled dog, so I do right have there. a bark in me. You know, my my email is spelled dog. So. <laughs> But, you know, on that brisket, <laughs> yeah. you know, you talk about, like, what I saw about you is is the tree bark. It's, it's yes, that flavor yes, yes, and that yes. coating over that it's meat. It's a double that's, entendre, baby. That's just really, yeah, really so it's awesome. For the, it's, yeah, it's for the bark on the tree. It's bark that's created with the chemical reaction that happens with the smoke and the meat and the pepper. Yeah. That was the meaning. I, I, I mean, I was going to come up with something corny like Santana's barbecue, and I was like, nah. Right? It doesn't have no ring to it. Right? Carlos nah, will maybe right? show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I like the bar. Yeah, I would have got so many Carlos Santana jokes. <laughs> exactly. like, yes. <laughs> now you got that dog in him. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do are, that are not conventional. Um, we use oregano on our brisket. Yeah, we use oregano on our brisket. Uh, I mean, that's not really a technique. It's, a, it's an ingredient. But um, it's not really something that anybody actually uses. Um but it, it, there are things that I've created, you know, to work for me because of the volume that we're doing. You know, we'll do 30 briskets, 25 briskets a day, you know, over 30 racks of ribs, over 200 pounds of chicharron, and we're bumping out of a booth at a market. So we're working miracles here, you know? So a lot of this stuff, and, and, and I'm really big on quality of life, especially since barbecue is so, you know, taxing. Lewis over here, my, my pit master, you know, he came from Puerto Rico. And, you know, there's a lot of things I told him, like, that I want to implement because, you know, I want things to be more efficient. You know, I don't want it to be just because they did it in the old days. We got to do it like this. Nah, there's ways to do things to be a little bit more efficient. And sometimes you got to make a decision 
that's more of a business decision than it is about the craft. You know, so you gotta. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you come like to that I'm fork in the road. I'm thinking Lewis has got to get a whole pig and put it in my bagel oven. I'm just <laughs> telling you that. Trust me. You know what's so funny? He has a foodie page and it's Lecho Nail. You know, we could turn the temperature yeah. down, you know, after hours and let it go to the morning, though. Yeah, just letting you know. My man gets down. My man gets down, baby. Food speaks to people. You know what I'm saying? Somebody will look at your stuff and be like, this guy don't care. Right. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants a dollar real quick. Right. You know, people see that, man. Like, people don't realize that, but people see that and they they identify that right away. They can see through your shit when it comes yeah. to this food. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Especially pe- when you're exposed yeah, every day. There's you know? people that don't even know, you know, me personally or how we, you know, do our cooks and whatever because, you know, it's it's not there in timeout. But the first thing they say is like, yo, you guys put a lot of work into this food. But they don't they don't really, really know, know. But they can tell because of the way that plate of food is and the way it tastes and the way it looks, you know? So that's huge, man. That's attached to your name and that's you know, that's your legacy right there that you're putting on that plate. So you know, there's one thing that I heard Aaron Franklin say and it always stuck to me with day one and it's it's follow through. So it's like it's following through even though, you know, you might have your restaurant or you might be done with that brisket or whatever, it's a, what comes after. You know, how you're going to serve that thing, how your presentation going to be, how's your customer service, when you sell that item is, you know, it's a lot of follow through that happens after that, you know, to complete the whole circle. Now that you see yourself as a barbecue pit master, did you ever think that you could become even in the food world when you were younger? Let's go before the HVAC business, a young Ruben. Oof, what, what are you looking at there? Well, like I said, I had like a, a rough past, man. Um, I think it was like a lot of, you know minorities inner city kids out here you get caught up in a lot of stuff you really don't have no way you grow up without your parents um you know i ran into you know i was incarcerated and stuff like that but it's no i did not see barbecue in my lane at all (laughs) like at all and i and i'll be honest with you and this is what people don't understand like this is where my work ethic comes from is like you know, I didn't have the best of paths getting here. You know what I'm saying? So this means a lot. Right. So it means a lot. I'm going to do any, everything it takes, yeah. you know. And any, anybody, You're going 15 rounds, yeah, no bro. 12 rounds, nah. bro. And then anybody who comes on board, they're going to know that. They're going to see that. And either you got to be with it or it's just not going to. You see the value in your time yeah. now. And, they, and, and that's very important, man. And people can, you can never emulate that, man. That type of hunger. Or, you know, you got to be aggressive, man, 100%. And what I mean by aggressive, I mean, I'm not talking about violently, but, like, you have to be able to, you know, put yourself out there. Like, put yourself Every out there. Day. Put yourself out there. And the way you put yourself out there and have that confidence is working on the craft. Put your reps in. I look at this shit like an athlete. Cooking, you have to put your reps in. How are you going to get good at cooking is cooking a lot. Cooking a lot. You know how many damn bricks I've cooked? I can't even <laughs> count anymore. Like, it's, I can't even count how many bricks I cooked. And every cook, and I'm like, you know, I'm still laser sharp, you know? Like, we were cooking last night. And I told him, like, I had a Red Bull. I'm like, I'm ready to do the next cook, baby. We'll throw the next briskets in the smoker right now. Like, you know? So it's a, it's a different type of hunger, man. It's a different type of hunger for sure. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You're going to give us fast answers, fast questions. We call this the proofing round. Oh, shit. Let's do it. So you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Rocky it, Balboa right now. 
Ready? <laughs> Rocky Balboa. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Rocky Balboa and I got to say something. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, you oh, get in that element. Okay. Like, he, he wants you to climb those steps let's, and let's, let's, scream, let's, yo. All right, all right. Philadelphia all right. here, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Brisket or pork belly? Brisket. What's the most difficult protein to smoke? Brisket. How much sleep do you get on average? Seven hours. Hickory or mesquite? Hickory. Who makes the best smokers? Uh, my 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 manufacturer, Primitive Spit, uh, Primitive Pits. What is the most mid barbecue you've had? Don't remember. Who is your barbecue hero? I have no heroes. <laughs> is it a goal to open up in Texas? Hell no. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese or banana pudding? Mac and cheese, baby. One celebrity you would love to feed? Oh fuck. Damn. I don't know. I can't even think of one right now. LeBron James. There we go. <laughs> so that was the proofing round. <laughs> I like you did that. good. I like that right there. Fast energy. <laughs> Let's, I didn't want to compromise myself, but I got all the same smokers, so it's all right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm a loyal dude. This guy uh, from Primitive Pits, um, he's worked with me from the early ages, from, from when I was you know cooking from the backyard. And then when I got the 1,000-gallon smoker, um, I got that this uh, last year, in the beginning of last year. Um, you know, he's a guy that's always worked with me when it's come to turnaround and completion dates and stuff like that. Even when I needed my second thousand-gallon uh, smoker, I'm probably throwing him on the bus right here. But mm. I called him in September. I'm like, "Do you believe in magic?" And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "I need you to make some magic happen and have this smoker done for me in two months." And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Please." And he was like, "Yes, I got you." How long do smokers usually take? Oh, bro, there's the manufacturers like what a year and a half, two year turnaround. Wow. Like wow. right now, his average turnaround is like a year. Sheesh. So if I ordered it in September, I was supposed to get it like this year, probably like May, June. And he did it for you in two months. I had in December. Shout out to Primitive Pits. Primitive Pits, baby. Ow. The man Ooh. behind the magic. Yeah, yeah. Do that bark again, baby. That's going to be the drop. <laughs> I want to hear your best advice for a young kid, young adult, watching YouTube videos at home to become a pit master. What do they do? I feel like I'm not a master yet, but I feel, I mean, my advice would be if you're trying to get into barbecue, you really have to learn how to, you know, work with fire. It's basically working with fire, what you're doing. So, and putting in the reps, because everybody ends up, like, with this excited attitude to do something at the very beginning, and then it kind of fizzles out, right? So, yeah. you got to really know. Behind, yeah, man. you got to really know if catering to people is what you want to do. Because right. this is what we do, you know? You might be do, doing bagels, I might do barbecue, but we do the same exact yeah. thing. We're catering to people we don't even freaking know, yeah. you know. And we're it, and we're leaving ourselves open yeah. for for critique. A hundred percent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you got to take the good with the bad, and that's what it comes with. But when you do get the bad, just know like, hey, it's gonna happen. You know, you, not everybody's gonna love you, and that's fine. Be open to it. Yeah, be you got to be it. open to it and know that you're doing the best you can in terms of provide a great quality, a great product, and once you know and you have confidence in that that's what you're trying to do don't worry no, what anybody's going to tell you don't fucking matter at all or you just don't plow through everything yeah now you know? one one thing i saw also is is your turkey Ooh, you know we, we turkey, can't leave baby. out the turkey you know people do chicken but i i, I saw i saw the turkey Man. and I, i'm i'm 
I gotta get have to get down there. That's that, for sure. That, but, you that know, bobble, yeah. Tell, tell us. We a actually ran out. Oh, I couldn't bring you any, bro. Yeah, we tell us a little out. about what you're doing with this. I turkey. mean, turkey's a very common uh, barbecue item. It, it really is. But um, like, I, so it's seasoned, you know, uh, with a lot of spices. You know how we do, and it's a man. It's it's a protein that if executed right. You'll, you'll fall in love with it it'll be one of your favorite items off of the menu but you just got to think about it like you know you go to a place and you're seeing this brisket like being cut on the cutting board all juicy and stuff like turkey really like you know like, <laughs> like you ain't nah. gonna think about no damn turkey it's i would gonna slow to, me up eating yeah, my yeah. beef but it's still so great to have that diversification on your menu you have yeah. to and then especially here in new york yep you know we it's have a so lot of muslims true. out here we have a lot of people that don't want to eat red meat and yeah. stuff like that so up here in new york is very very important yeah. you know yeah, can get some turkey and a cup of mac and cheese and you're yeah, good and that's boom. it boom and that's it and it's good so so before we sign off here i want you to give the viewers where they could find you on instagram on social media yeah so um you can find us at bark underscore barbecue on instagram and also we're at timeout market 55 water street brooklyn fifth floor because a lot of people get there and they're like where are you i don't see you i don't see you, I don't see you. we're on the fifth floor what about some of your sauces uh, our sauces it's coming up i'm working on it we're going to start bottling our mustard sauce and our bark sauce definitely 100 percent. i i think that's gonna yeah and you know what i actually messed up but you didn't need the sauce though no, I, you, yeah, didn't, you need didn't need it. the sauce, There's but no I should have brought it for you guys but to try, though. Just, Next you time. know, because the way you spoke about it, yeah. you were excited about it. Yeah, And that's what made me, I got to try some No, that sauce. sauce, bro, you got to taste that <laughs> sauce. That, yeah. that sauce is like, just think about the condiment drawer. Everything that's in there is in that sauce. But that <laughs> <laughs> I will say brisket is my baby, but I don't kill the cow or raise it or anything like right. that. Like, the sauce is all the sauce from the scratch. All, yeah. From scratch, exactly. Yeah. That's why, you know, that's something that I can bottle up and put it in a, in a supermarket yeah. and stuff like that. So. 100%. I'd love to yeah. see that in the future. Is that 100%. a future goal that you have? No, it is definitely I, a future I goal. I know it would fly that. up on the county here at Utopia oh, Bay. No, so, I'm going to bring know. some bottles for you. <laughs> yeah, we could sell some here. No, definitely, man. Now <laughs> get you, you that bark brisket, barbecue that, sauce. That brisket bagel collab coming soon. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Chicharron and bagel collab. <laughs> Chicharron brisket chopped up on a bagel with that bark barbecue Oof. sauce. Oof. <laughs> gotta work out the details on that one but it's yeah, definitely yeah, coming stay soon tuned, baby. <laughs> yes sir Ruben thank you for coming on the show today it's been a pleasure to talk with you and we're definitely gonna stay in touch thank you man. we out we out bark woo 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 oh, there we go baby <laughs> that's the sign off man be the 42nd year we're open pops all the way well, he's 60. <laughs> I'm 60. You I'm are? Si yeah, I'm 60. God bless you. Don't look 60. My and then with the shirt on? Definitely. That's, nah. like, that's like a minus five year, right? <laughs> Knocks off another 10.